How's it going, friends and family of the internet? Welcome (laughs) to the Real AF TV podcast, a show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Labah. And I am unprepared. (laughs) And I I just came in again. I gotcha. We did not do the crazy... Like that was that was a nice. I just had to get us started. We're back in the studio. I had to get us started off on the right foot. Um, it. it is tradition around here that we do about a ten second lead in when we're in the studio. Yeah, I didn't say that. I just I was bored, dude. And I knew it was coming, but I wasn't really paying attention. I looked up and I'm like, oh, we're like at ten seconds. That's when we would normally, but you didn't. And then you started, and I was just like, you, oh Jesus. <laughs> also, I am. Tim Wagner, not unprepared. I am unprepared, but my name is Tim Wagner. Tim Wagner is synonymous with unprepared, (laughs) a.k.a. I guess whatever. But yes, that's what we do. Normally we do the roll in and we have the normal music and stuff. And that last episode was some fun stuff with the <laughs> listen back to it and it's like it's like our intro audio like the the intro to the like, like if you if go you to listen, the youtube channel and you, yeah. or if you play like our pilot any, episode yeah the pilot episode on any of this stuff that's what it rolls in yep and then we like we're like oh we realized we didn't even say who we are and then you listen back to it and it was like oh we did in the audio we just didn't right. know it happened i know <laughs> so wild we'll do a few we'll do a few corrections here when we get to housekeeping but tim let's jump into the fishing news like we do when we're in the studio when we're having regular episodes and we'll we'll get into a little bit more what was going on last week and stuff like that i got one that i was like that even made my wife go what what the shit is that (laughs) okay (laughs) it definitely got me and um my my clickbaity headline for this one is yeah are those jellyfish in my lake oh dude did you see this i just showed my wife <laughs> so let me let me tell the listeners before we get into our story that's my clickbaity headline there is there's no the the, the headline so this comes from fish ah from field and stream my bad you know it's mm. hard when you're talking about fish here but this comes yep. from Field and Stream. And they basically just put down Chinese jellyfish in Minnesota Lake. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I read. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Right, right. You're like, okay, that's pretty clickbaity. I yeah. I liked my the more like I don't know. The if you if you just put if you just put Chinese and Minnesota Lake, like that those words right there, right, are gonna sort of pump things. Yeah. Up. So Anyways, good for them, Field and Stream. You got it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, go ahead. The thing that I thought was weird was because they did say Chinese jellyfish, and then they were like, uh, you know, they're not invasive. Or what do they say? They're, yeah, they're not invasive. Like, right. What do you mean not invasive? Right. Yeah. How do we have jellyfish from China in our lake and it's not invasive? <laughs> Like, right. am I not familiar with what the term invasive is? Oh, yeah, dude. So we will get into that. But before, <laughs> okay. before, because I, yeah, I got, I got stuff on that. But before we do that, even what did you just showed this to your wife too? Yeah. Tell me, I, tell me. I was just last night and I like handed it like, 
we a lot of times we sit on my son's floor like we yep. get him to lay down and then we just kind of lay in there for a second yep and me and my wife just you know playing our phones while right. we're trying to get him to fall asleep mm-hmm. and i look at it and you know i just kind of like slide it over to her to have her and like point at it like what you know like for the listeners i'm pointing at it like what is this right because you you're in your son's room while he's trying to sleep so you're being quiet and yeah. you're just being in there for his comfort like <laughs> yeah. personal space comfort and you're just sliding phones back and forth. Check this out. Look yeah. at this shit. And it's just like a cloud. Like the whole... There's jellyfish all over the place. Little tiny ones. And they look kind of weird. And he even picks one up and puts it, it in his hand and stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually her from... reaction. He's, he's from up in your area. James Hoffman. Uh, yeah. He's, he's from St. Cloud. Yeah. He's from up in the St. Cloud area. Geography. Yeah. I'll have the link of the Field and Stream and the video in okay. the YouTube description. So if you're listening over on amazon music you know just shoot over look up real af tv on youtube and yeah you'll find the links to this stuff that we're talking about but yeah he totally held it in his hand yeah it's nuts and then i don't know i didn't talk to her afterwards but because we were all silent like her reaction was not as like big as i thought it would be i thought it would be like (laughs) right right. i thought it'd be like what the fuck but instead she's just kind of like you know, kind of just like a muted, yeah. like, yeah, we'll oh, leave boy, that, like, that expression for the video yeah. people on, uh, <laughs> on YouTube because that's what it was, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and describe that because <laughs> for me, right. we weren't like we were, we were in a room where we were, she was already sleeping. My daughter was already sleeping. Oh, right, <laughs> right, so right. My wife, she just sees me watching it and looks over at my screen and goes, what the fuck? Are those jellyfish? The- what? There's jellyfish in Minnesota? Keep your eyes on my screen. Yeah. I'm scrolling through stuff you don't need to see. (laughs) And I said, stop looking at my screen, bitch. (laughs) You ever heard about eyes to yourself? Huh? Not looking at your screen. Not over here like, you looking at the rock? Is that the rock again? You looking at pictures of the rock? So, so yeah, this, so the vid in the video, uh, James says that they're, um, from Japan or something like that. He's like, this yeah, is like, apparently it's some Japanese jellyfish or something like that. But I kept reading the article and, um, Field and Stream went over, let's, I'll just say Field and Stream, they cited that this was actually a Chinese jellyfish that came from the Yankees River Valley. That's where it originated from um, because they went to the, they cited the U.S. Geological Services. Um, Not to say that James didn't do his research or whatever before he said that, but you can see how it could go from the Chinese, the Yankees River Valley in China over to Japan and then from Japan over to the United States because they're basically um, ornamental fish that you just you just have around to look cool. They're just jellyfish to look cool, and that's oh. it. And that's why people buy them. That's why we have them. Okay. Yeah, which is that pretty sense. much the reason why most invasive species happen, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like somebody had it somewhere for some reason. Right. It's not like they're And just it's almost like, always for show though, right? Like doesn't it almost always seem like for I show? I think so. Yeah, cuz I don't think anybody's just bringing it over to like throw it in our lake. 
<laughs> you know, they have it for some reason and then they get rid of it. Right. That's yeah. Which is what always... I mean for show. Like they almost always have it for show. And right. And they're like, well, I don't want this fucking thing anymore. It's been three yeah. weeks. I think that happens with like everything that's not even just fish, but mm-hmm. like, isn't that sure. how the the snakes got overrun in Florida? Cause like yep. a bunch of people had boas cause they were weird shit snake yep. people like oh the snake is a pet and then they're just like oh this snake got way bigger than i thought it was gonna right i'm just gonna let it out into the wild right 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 got I'm way just... too big for the trailer house i gotta let this motherfucker out into the yeah, everglades you can't do that you know what it eats you know firsthand what it eats right you have to murder you that thing. had to feed that thing rodents yeah you should have never got it you shouldn't have let it get that big and you did get it that big now you have to murder it or like give it to <laughs> or something and instead right. you don't you let it out to you let a fucking apex predator run loose right and let it murder everything in the woods right and that right there is actually because we're gonna have to get into this further i i kind of wrote that down there's like this is gonna lead into more but i wrote it down because it does say the, the field and stream quoted biologists biologists in quote i don't <laughs> They didn't give biology resources. They just said, so I assume they talked to some biologists. Sure. And said that there's fewer than a dozen lakes in Minnesota that actually have these um, okay. in them and that they don't yeah. pose a threat to native species. And that's why they're non-invasive. Okay. The weird thing is too, like, I think it was on Leech Lake. And that's a huge Thank lake you. with a lot of people that fish it. So I one yep. part of me wonders if like this is the first guy to put it on camera because everybody that goes to Leech Lake just like knows about it, <laughs> and they're just like maybe yeah, it's maybe the, the little jellyfish. But yep. they Field and Stream did say basically that they're these were in the Medusa stage, so you could see the tentacles. Like that's what it's called, I guess. It's called the the Medusa stage, okay, and that basically. You would have, if they weren't in that stage, you wouldn't see them. And they're in that stage for a very short period of time. And generally speaking, these things are still from the size of a penny to the size of a quarter. And if you think about that inside Leech Lake. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the crazy part was when he was like up shallow, there was so many in his hand. And where he was, I wonder if it was just like a spot nobody fishes to. Because it looks like maybe it could have held some bass in there. Mm-hmm. But there's also parts of water where like it's just kind of like stagnant. Like people, right. you know, there's some spots yep. even on my like where you go up shallow. Mm-hmm. And just the way it looks, you're like, oh, damn, this has got to be a good spot to fish. But there's nothing up there. It's, <laughs> it's kind of just right. like. It's like where everything goes to die. It's just like muck and soot and shit. And there's like no bait fish. And there's no reason for any bigger fish to be up there. And maybe that's where he was. Just like a weird spot in the corner that nobody travels to. I don't know. I know people like that it. have a cabin on Leech. So I'm going to talk to them Oh. next time I see them and nice. be like, and report what's the deal with these jellyfish? <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the... Uh, the article said that basically they have a very specific water temperature. It didn't say it in those mm. exact words, but 
to sum it up is they have a very specific water temperature where they go and they get into this Medusa stage and they like become to, so to, so to catch them, you also have to catch them at the right temperature, not the right time. Mm. So there's just like a lot that goes into trying to catch these things on camera and they're just, they're not super fast producing. They're not, you know, dangerous or anything like they're not overwhelming. And so, yeah, they're non-invasive. They're just like, yeah, they integrated. They're just freshwater jellyfish now here sitting around Minnesota and 44 other states. That's crazy. Yeah. So pretty nuts, huh? Invasive must mean that they're a problem then. Yes. Yes. It basically said that they do not pose a threat to local biology. Okay. That makes sense. And so sense I think then. that is the, there's almost like a definition, right? Like a biological biologist, right. scientist definition. Yeah. And I always assumed invasive was like non-native. Like they right. were just, you know, yep. if it, if it wasn't naturally there, then it made it invasive. Right. But right. also heard like I saw an article not too long ago where they were saying that smallmouth are like the most um, damaging invasive species ever. What? And that they're saying that smallmouth are not native to a lot of the lakes, but we stock smallmouth in a lot of the lakes. And okay. they're aggressive feeders and stuff, and they like yeah. kind of eat the food of other fish. Okay. So it was like, well, that kind of makes sense, except for nobody really gets mad about smallmouth. So, right. Like, even like if they're, they're doing like, it on oh, purpose. So, yeah. huh. If they're like, huh. oh, they're taking food source away from other fish, and you're like, which fish though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, eh, sure. you know, everybody kind of turns the cheek. You know, when you get those carp in there, everybody's like, fuck those carp. You don't be taking the food out of my other fish's mouth, you know? Right. And then when it's smallmouth, people are like, oh, they're real fun to catch, though. You know? So, <laughs> right. Like, everybody just, yeah, turns there's this the fucked other... up dynamic about it for sure. Yeah. So, and I don't, yeah. I don't know if that was just some like clickbait stuff too, where right. they are non-invasive, but or they are invasive, but at the same time, like them being a sport fish, the DNR is like, yeah, we want them to take over this lake. That's <laughs> what we're trying to get them to do, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. and I think that's what their plans are a little bit on Chaminade with the Northerns, which isn't awesome for me because I've been like trying to catch walleye and i can't catch any eaters catching all the little ones i can't find any bigger ones and i'm like are the pike eating them and then right you know that right. might be a thing where you talk to the dnr and the dnr are just like yeah the pike are eating them because we want them to we want the pike to take over your lake and it's like wow i don't get a say in this you know <laughs> so i could see how some people would be mad about that if the smallmouth yeah, are yeah, causing and whatever that. their and, favorite and put fish that as is. the headline like invasive smallmouth you know I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. I tried everywhere, man. I mean, we can get into that more when we yeah. talk fishing topic or whatever, but I've been trying everywhere and I'm I'm finding walleye, but I cannot find any with any size to them. Shit. So well, we'll to, have to, you know what? I'm going to make that note right now for that. Yeah. And just to, I mean, to be finding walleye, like, I fished this lake my whole life. So to be finding walleye means I'm in the right spots. Right. Because you don't 
really accidentally catch walleye on this lake because yeah, yeah, I've fished sure. plenty without catching walleye for right. years before I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you don't yeah, accidentally sure, catch sure. walleye. You got to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. And yeah, I just wrote that down. You just movie trailered the listeners and the and the viewers. You just movie trailered them. Like, I just saw ten other sweet movies. I want to watch those movies now, not the one I'm about to watch because we're about to get into the podcast where the fishing topic is zebra mussels. Not oh, nearly cool. exciting as walleye, <laughs> but. It's I didn't even know that zebra was a topic. Sorry, I didn't know that was a topic. I just thought it was funny because I'm over here like randomly flexing, waiting to see what it is. <laughs> and then you're like muscles, and I was like, "Oh, this! I don't know if that <laughs> like that was unplanned." <laughs> <laughs> and in the random take, we're gonna talk about football because I have this one particular picture that I gotta send. You'll get it in the second half. You'll get it. Oh, right. We got to talk about it. And that's going to lead us down a rabbit hole. I guarantee it. But before we oh, do yeah. all of that stuff, let's get into some quick housekeeping. Last episode was episode 52. We were live at the, well, we went to a live Bassmaster Elite event on the Mississippi River. It that's was right. awesome. Yep. Um, I mispronounced, I, I misspoke. It's casting queens. I'm not going to get into what I said in the podcast. Don't want to uh, mix it up again. But there was this women's fisher, this all women's fishing booth that was there. I said the wrong name. It's casting queens. Uh, my wife had that out Labor Day weekend. Had that sweet koozie out for Labor Day weekend. Well, oh that, yeah, that bright pink. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, we talk about it in the podcast, and it was Austin Felix, the winner. In South Dakota, the Minnesota, he's from Eden Prairie. That one. And oh, I was yeah. Like, I'm going to tell, tell you right after. And it was. I was like, I know I was right. I should have just fucking been confident in it. <laughs> <laughs> as, as soon as we got settled in and we started driving home, I was like, oh, idiot. <laughs> Be confident, you dick. <laughs> and... I know there was some echo. I hope that it wasn't too bad. Give us some feedback on that by going to realaf.tv. Remember, real like fish and real. Realaf.tv slash contact. Give us feedback. That was our first time in person with our actual studio mics and stuff like that. It was yep. a working experience. Sorry about the little echo. I listened to the whole thing through. Didn't think it was too bad. You know, we went for it. And, uh, yeah, I didn't we think it was that shit. bad either. And it largely it was my fault because the mic is directional but i maybe just got to get a new arm because i can't twist this oh that's like so it's the way like you it, had your arm mounted if you go watch yeah the video, i can't i can't turn the mic right to like the the arm has to be coming straight at me straight so at you. Ah, yeah that's a dumb a design bitch. there where it's like it either comes you know like because yeah. who has the yeah, arm coming straight struggle. at them right and it's not it is not so <laughs> well, son of a bitch. see we're learning we even learned right now here in real right. time like okay, yeah next when time i check. put it back when i put it back on together after we came back i was looking at it and i'm like well damn i really had no option because i was like it was my <laughs> fault but i needed to twist it and i'm like i got no way to twist this like, <laughs> so <laughs> oh shit so yeah that is uh, about it. We are brought to you by Monster Bass and Real AF TV's Patreon page, but we will get to that in the break. Don't forget that we are on all kinds of different services. It would be great if you could go over to iTunes or Spotify, give that review, and leave a comment in the YouTube videos. You know, all that stuff 
that helps us climb up the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. We'll do it again at the end. Tim, zebra mussels. This is a big yeah. thing for us in Minnesota, right? Yep, yep. And I will, the big thing why it's big to us is because I will go do our history. So if you don't know, welcome to the history part of fishing and podcasting and stuff like that. Welcome. Don't get bored the more you know. We're going to try to make this fun. We always do. And if this is your first time because you found us with the Bassmaster episode, then hell yeah, man. Thank you for coming. Thank yeah. you for being a friend. Travel down Dude, the road I was going to say, what's up, friends? Oh, we are on the same page. um so anyways i i wanted to say that this is this totally made sense why all of a sudden we're super aware why it's part of our fishing zeitgeist why it's part of our minnesota water experience i guess i don't know how to how else to really put that um and it is because they were first discovered up in the Great Lakes in 88. They confirmed them in Duluth really? in 89. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I would have expected it further back that, than that. Yeah. Which they is, that, that's when my sister was born. Like yeah. that's her birth year. Uh-huh. So that's crazy to think about. Like right. when she was born was the like first time just, they, they've discovered them. Yeah. And they've just always been a thing as far as I know. You know, right. like, it's a, <laughs> so that's weird to think like, well, they've always been a thing as far as we knew. But right. also, like, we just met, made the cut. Like, yeah. we were coming up as they were coming up. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying is makes perfect sense. Like once you know that just the year of the history, you're just like, well, that that makes yeah. a lot of damn sense then. It's like that's why I they're they's out they've always been part of our like view. They've always been in our view when it comes yeah. to fishing. And we've yeah. always been hearing about them. But it also explains like I don't I don't know about you, but I never learned from them from my uncles. I never learned from my dad like fishing in the 90s and stuff like that like nobody like anybody i went fishing with in the early 90s as a little kid they didn't really say like oh make sure to drain the boat and all that shit like that oh, we were worried yeah. about milfoil right well it, i mean like it was the same thing was like draining the boat because like the weeds and stuff so i learned that from my dad because we would go to like different lakes every once in a while sure but never any that had zebra mussels because zebra mussels, I think, are still relatively rare. I think milfoils on more lakes than zebra mussels, but I might be wrong. Probably. Yeah. But I also think that some people like a lot of people say that there's milfoil on lakes when there's not. There's <laughs> just like thick weeds on some. So you just have like old folks right. that are just like, hey, it's milfoils running amok. And it's just like, that's no, that's just real dense weed. cover you know it's just like that's not real foil like that just happens thick weeds happen but the i i remember when i was a kid that like my dad would talk about how we would have to drain everything but we never really talked about zebra mussels until we went up to malax where my grandparents had they had a second trailer house they had like their own yep in the same town that my parents grew up in 
and then they had one in Garrison, which is like straight across the street from Mille Lacs. Like there's yep. Mille Lacs, a road, and then they had a second trailer. So we would go out there sometimes. Okay. And we would walk, and then I heard all about the zebra mussels there. Like they have zebra mussels, and then we would look close, and there'd just be like these little tiny shells on everything. Like you picked up a rock, and they'd just be covered with these little tiny shells. Like, yeah. What the fuck? They're <laughs> like, yeah, those are zebra mussels, and I never understood mm-hmm. what the problem was. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we don't want right. all these shells, but is it that big of a deal? And then you right. know, it, yeah, it gets out of control. They're in oh, basic yeah. for a we're, reason. We're they to... they get on everything. yeah dude it was crazy when i was doing the research for this which by the way shout out to uh national park service and the minnesota dnr minnesota dnr had a big old section on it it on google right away i don't know if it's because i'm in minnesota or if it's because it's it's a fucking big problem up here and it's actually a big problem up here uh yeah and canada like they had a map on the minnesota dnr article Okay. And yeah, there was a lot in Canada. And it's because these uh, zebra mussels, they're native to the Caspian and the Black Sea over in Russia, Ukraine area. Okay. And so that's how they got here. They just piggyback on those ships. You know, they'd get filled oh, up in those ships. Yeah. Those okay. ships would come over here, dump their water for water levels, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and the next thing you know, that's why it was Great Lakes in 88, confirmed in Duluth in 89. And the next thing you know, they're all over the Mississippi. They're in Canada. They made it to the West Coast now. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking Russians. <laughs> they did it on purpose. Yeah. They did it on purpose. You can't be bringing over zebra mussels. What do you care about zebra mussels? Tiny little shells. Gonna get in your leg. Woo-hoo, boo-boo. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> but it was crazy to see... The things, the damage, I mean, okay, there was a lot of things, a lot of damage that they could do, I guess. Um, but the the thing that you said, like, there's these little things all over. So they're they're small, right? Yes, they're, they, they're little, they're yeah. Like a thumbnail, maybe not even a thumbnail big. They're... No, smaller than that. The, yeah. It says a quarter lot of inch them, to an say... inch and a half long. They can get. Yeah, dude. Quarter inch is not... That's like half of your pinky nail. A quarter inch is like half of your pinky nail. Right. That's not large. No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And no. and the thing is, is that, like you said, there there's just so many of them. Like, I yeah. couldn't believe it when there was a photo. And. Oh, yeah. They are there because what they do is they, they float around and they, they, and then they stick. Yes. And we'll get into the floating around and all that baby stage and all that shit. But then they stick to something. Yeah. But when they do that, they're in like swarms, essentially. They'll mm. stick to the local muscles. Oh, yeah. They stick to everything. Yeah. If it's a if it's a rock, if it's another shell, if it like a lot of them stick to boats and stuff, that's how they get transferred. Just like you were talking oh, yeah. about with the ships, it was all yeah. over the ship. Right. And I'm sure a ship has plenty of them, you know? <laughs> oh, so. God. I didn't even think about I'm laughing because I didn't think about that. Like, think of the amount of water that a ship is carrying to, you know, level right. stuff out and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden just dumping it out. Like, how many could be in there? It, oh, my God. 
It's a, it's not I don't think it's just the bottom pond. of the it's like a I'm small sure it's, lake that could be fit in a ship. Yeah. Well, not only that, I'm assuming that just along the bottom of the ship. Oh, like the right. The whole ship was just they covered just in stuck them. to the ship and hitched a ride. Yeah. And for sure. You know, I don't know how it works if they just decide to unlatch or whatever. All I know about them for sure is that they make water really clear. Like if you know there's zebra mussels that are going there, like if you're going to fish a lake that has zebra mussels on it, oh yeah, bring natural colored baits because <laughs> yes. that water is going to save be that clear. Let's save that for later because I have like a I have like a whole section on it, and I don't want to I don't want to kill your I don't want to kill your momentum. So what I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to keep your momentum going here <laughs> by saying, uh, they're these are a prohibited invasive species to go back to what we were talking about on the fishing with the jellyfish. Yeah. Because these things are destructive, right? Yes. Yeah. So prohibited invasive species. That is what these are called specifically. So again, we still have this word invasive species floating around like okay what does that mean exactly but prohibited is the key word here for me it's literally a misdemeanor in minnesota to possess import purchase transport introduce except for under a permit and disposal and control all of this stuff it's illegal like you just you can't fuck with them whatsoever it's a misdemeanor or sorry okay or introduce this species except for under a permit for disposal and what that disposal control research or education so you can't like you can't mess with them is basically what it is you have to have a permit to dispose of these things you have to have a permit to do control efforts for these things like there's a lot of weird stuff like that oh really like yeah like if you're if you have like lakeshore or whatever and you have weeds, like your weeds are super thick and you want to clear it off, you got to like clear off some lakeshore or whatever. You got to get permits to do almost everything. Really? Yeah. You want to clear out some weeds, you got to get permits. I think you can get those like lake rakes or whatever they're called and like go chop the weeds and cut some of that stuff out. But okay. if you want to try to put any chemicals in the water that kill the weeds sure. in your area or you want to go and do like pretty much anything you have to have a permit so i could see how they would you know be like you have to be allowed to do this because we don't i would assume that's part of their efforts to Mm -hmm. be like we can't just have you know your cousin cletus come down with his freaking i got one of these spades from the local walmart and i'm gonna scrape off all the stuff that's on your dock and i'll get rid of it i'll go throw it out and you know and it's just like right well we can't trust that idiot's not gonna go to the next lake and try to do the same stuff with the same shovel you know where it's just like right we need to know that you know what you're doing before you mess with any of this stuff. yeah yeah dude good point that that really hits home that that totally has to be the reason because i was just like disposal huh yeah but you're you're making the the perfectly good point is if you're living on the beach living on a lake that has zebra mussels these fuckers are probably all over your dock and disposing of them 
you have to sort of get a little bit of an education and a training on them, like knowing that these goddamn things can release 100 to 500,000 eggs by one single female. If you didn't know that, you wouldn't treat this thing special. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, again. And who? And maybe it even has something to do with their like birthing cycle like that, too. Sure. Where like the female might not release its eggs until it's like prompted to or whatever, and you start scraping them off, you're automatically gonna release like making hell. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but you, you have a, you make a really good point. Is that like, what if you're just scraping off these females and it's making them break open and and release uh, these hundred thousand eggs? You know, that's yeah. not even that means it's not taking the natural cycle where some of them won't do it. It means you're forcing it to happen. Right. And that very well could be the case. You're not doing, you're doing more bad than good at that point where they're just like, Mm -hmm. just don't touch them because there's (laughs) still more zebra mussels in the lake. You scrape off the one pole that you have there and you're going to get the whole neighborhood pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And the next thing you know, you have to take care of the neighbor's dog. You don't. <laughs> right. There's just babies everywhere. You think it's bad now? Scrape off one pole. Next thing you know, all the other poles going to just be multiplying like crazy. They're going to be four <laughs> times as thick. <laughs> I don't know how fast watching. that happens, but obviously fast enough that if 89 was the year that they started and now it's right. bad enough to see pictures of just like everything in this lake is coated completely (laughs) and it'll be like malax too where it's just like it is a massive lake and they're everywhere right (laughs) right yeah i mean and think about this if they're riding the current if there's a hundred to five hundred thousand out of one and they're riding a current and while they're riding the current they're called villagers it's like villager except for it they're called a villager and they're they're microscopic dude you can't even fucking see them that's why you have to drain your boat they're literally releasing eggs you can't even see with your human eye they grow shells two or three weeks later the swarm just attaches there's local mussels in the way you're fucked rocky sort of rocky beach area who cares your feet are fucked like dude yeah, your feet They're are fucked for like, sure. That's another thing I've heard. What's that, that like all those little shells make like what was a smooth rock is now like a textured like sharp rock. Like you can't walk on anything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Is like that's what I read now. too. Is that like they basically if you had smooth rocky areas, shit on those things, dude. You are not. You're not right. walking on them. You're nope. just not. Got to get you some fancy sims boating you know fishing shoes you just stomp them all day but stomp them all, <laughs> stomp them all to hell uh, <laughs> they, i wonder so, if that's even like if you could get in trouble for that yeah you can't be I, walking in the water there you're stomping on all those zebra muscles you got a permit for that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, yeah, that's a good question i don't know um what is what was your visual experience? Because I saw a bunch of different things and 
mostly it was like these dark yellow lines with the white on them, but they were super zoomed in knowing what I know about their size. They were super zoomed in. I haven't had a super close up experience oh. with them in person. And yeah, they look like, they look like big, like what you would think of like a big, like clam or like a muscle, but then just really little. Really? Like, and there's so many of them. I didn't like really examine it. You pick up something that has them on them and they're just like shoulder to shoulder all over the thing. So, yeah, I mean, they bunch together. They're, yeah, they're looks, like a crowd. They're just slammed Yeah, in. And it doesn't like when you pick it up, it looks like a weird looking rock. And then when you look closer, you're just like, oh, that's like covered in zebra mussels. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gnarly. That is. Yeah fucked and that's how the local muscles get overwhelmed too because they're just sitting there hanging out oh yeah next thing you know a zebra muscle swarm attaches to them and it fucking suffocates them essentially yep jesus were yeah. they striped though when you saw them like could you tell that they were striped yeah there's like little lines on them but like i don't think when i saw them it didn't stand out you know i think yeah. i was more blown away at just what I was seeing and not like really paying attention. Like, yeah. To just be like, no, they're just everywhere. This is gnarly. But <laughs> <laughs> So everybody's probably like, why the fuck are you talking about? The Abram muscles are so boring. Well, they're a fucking pain in the ass. And we like to talk about, I like to talk about invasive species <laughs> and Stop see if Tim's had experience. Aquatic hitchhikers. Aquatic hitchhikers. Nice. That's on the signs, right? Yep. And they say it all over the place. Yeah. 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 And they have a lot of like DNR people in training or like other law enforcement people and stuff Mm -hmm. that are doing that as volunteer work and stuff. What is I met one. I'm not going to say her name on here because I don't know if she wants her name said, but I met one at one of the boat landings, like getting ready for our live um, deal. Oh, yeah. When we went live. I talked to right. her for when a we, while. We did live fishing and live video game. There's like four, almost four hours over it. Go check out the YouTube channel. Yeah. And then she, like, we talked for a while and she followed us on Instagram and everything. So, nice. yeah, she's super cool. And we just chatted about invasive species and stuff. And I learned a lot about how that works. Like, I was just like, so you just have to sit out here all day? And she's like, it's not that bad. Like, I get, you know, paid and everything. And, I think she's going to like regular law enforcement. Like she's, I don't think she's studying to be like a DNR officer. I think that's just one of her things where, you know, she's like, I'm just going to, you know, sit out here and volunteer to enforce the laws. And I don't know if that was even part of like school where she's getting credit or something, but she's getting paid still. You know, it's like one of those. Yeah. This is something I can put on my resume deal. (laughs) Yeah, 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 right, for sure, but still getting paid. So, like, what exactly was she doing for this? Like, was she making sure people drain their boats or, like, did you get Yeah, so they'll sit there, they they sit there and they drain, you know, they make sure that you drain your boats and that you're clean, and then they kind of, like, look at everything, you know, to see if there's any weeds hanging off of stuff to make sure that you're not bringing anything in with you. And then they ask, you know, like, when's the last time this has been on a different lake? Oh, uh, how sure. long do you plan on having it on here and all that good stuff? Okay. And then obviously with my weird little boat, it's more of a thing that's just like, so you don't have to drain anything and you don't have <laughs> like a motor 
So like, I've never seen, you know, that's what I get a lot. Sure. I have sure. never seen this, you know, that you're trying to launch the boat and people are just like, what is this? What is that? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> a fishing vessel. I kind of got to get on the water, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> can we not talk? That was a different situation though. Like I was into talking to her, but there's been other right. times sure. where like random people come up and then they start talking to you about that and other things. And you're just like, that's awesome, dude. I'm right. I really want to go fishing right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're like Sandra from accounting. Um, I'm okay with this conversation not happening. Um, <laughs> right. Right. This is like, I'm totally cool with you coming up and saying cool or asking a question about the boat, but like, I'm not here for a conversation. I am here to fish. <laughs> yeah. So you did, did your grandparents have stuff on, um, on Mille Lacs? Like, because I, these things get stuck in motors. Like they'll yeah. gunk up a motor. I'm just like, yeah, oh my God. because they'll yeah. go in small, they'll latch on and then they'll fucking get big and you're screwed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they oh, will man. gunk up so motors shitty. and stuff. It's crazy. My grandparents did not. Uh, honestly, for the life of me, no idea why they had a second trailer up there. <laughs> like they didn't do anything on the water. Like I don't know. They just liked looking at the water. They're just you know? like sitting out in their rocking chairs. And <laughs> just yeah, at just a giant piece of water. Just being old people, like huh, a lot of boats out today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Another pond too. Yep. Uh, looks like the launch is going out again. Hmm. Wonder <laughs> if they're catching any fish. You know, and I think it was like part of the community too. Like they'd go down and have dinner out there and it'd be different people. And I think they could like shoot the shit with the other people. Sure. You know, sure. You get out fishing today. Oh, you catch some. All right. Yep. And they, they wouldn't fish. They're just the people talking shop for no reason. (laughs) Right. Right. And they could be there. Yeah. They could be there and part of the conversation. Right. Yep. So yeah, no, they, my grandpa would walk along the lake. I got some cool lures that were old as shit so who knows how long they were like hung up on whatever they were hung up in the wax yeah before they floated out but he would just walk the shoreline and grab lures and then hand them to me every once in a while so i got some cool old lures that have cool backstories of spending some time at the bottom of lake malax before eventually you know floating up to the top or making themselves (laughs) onto the rocks or whatever right yep sick dude um, so quick, just quick few things to go over that I, or that I, I, I wanted to, to go over quick is drain dry. They have all this, they had like this whole saying, but like draining and drying are pretty much the only things, dude, that be like there was in 2015, Minnesota yeah. specifically did start trying to use some sort of, uh, it said pesticide, but I it didn't necessarily say pesticide. The way I read it, it wasn't necessarily a pesticide. It was also like a chemical compound almost. Maybe I misinterpreted it, but um, pesticide was definitely on there. But um, because they are pests, I guess, right? <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I mean, I, sp- I, I suppose pesticide could be a pretty broad term. Right. That's kind of what I was just like figuring out here in real terms or in real time. So, yeah, right, I think right. so. So. <laughs> Um, in 2015, you know, Minnesota has started, did start a, a small, um, like experimental program 
there was no updates or anything on there that I saw on the website. But they basically were just like, you know, prevention's the only thing you do. That's why I keep talking about the draining and that people, you know, the sitting at the launches, making sure that you drain your boat and stuff like that. I didn't know this either, but like if you guys were going to move your dock to a nearby lake, like let's just say you got different land or something or sold your dock or something like that, right? Yep. These things live for five days out of water and 21 days in the water. I mean, 21 days is the cycle of one. So it'll, you know, let its eggs out and all that shit. Damn, you dude. have to I leave. Know that. Yeah. Thing lives for three weeks, goes yeah. through its whole. That makes sense to how they reproduce and exactly. replicate so fast. Yeah. And they still can live for five days out of the water, too. Can so you imagine like, that? Shit. That's like a fourth of its life. It can right. live out of the water. That'd be like us, you know, what's an average? I don't know, maybe 70. Right. Maybe we'll go 60 for easy math. Sure. I can... I can live for 15 years underwater. Right. No. With no food. (laughs) I can live for 60 years on dry land. I'll only make it about 15 years underwater, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking wild. So there's actually, in Minnesota, there are actually rules and laws and whatever that say, like, if you are in a body of water that has them, they has to be out of you know, it has to be dry for this long before you can put it into the next body of water and stuff like that. When it comes to like docks and yeah and stuff like that, I was like, yeah. So they're just really going hard on the prevention thing because nothing else so far is working because of yeah. their rapid fucking reproductive rate. It's it's crazy. Well, right. I mean, like, I don't know their whole reproductive system, but I'm assuming you need one male and one female. And that one male and one female can produce like three to five hundred of them in in three oh, weeks. Three to five hundred? No, dude. What? How many eggs did you 100 say? One hundred to five hundred thousand eggs can be released. So even if you take that by down, one? yeah, by one female. One. So you think one Whoa. female zebra mussel? is more than likely still getting 50-some thousand fertilized. Oh, yeah, it was oh, 50,000. So you got one couple goes in there, and they have 50,000 babies. And then those 50,000 babies yeah, exponential after, growth. so in a month and a half. Three weeks. In a month and a half, because you got the first three weeks is the one Oh, right. As the 50,000. Yep. And okay. then in Good a month point. and a half, those 50,000 could also all have 50,000. Yeah. Exponential My... growth, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> right? I just pictured it like them talking about their rank. <laughs> well, <laughs> we decided to move to another lake and you had 50,000 kids. And then they, my 50,000 kids each had 50,000 kids. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you what they're all over. I the couldn't tell you Harry from <laughs> Sally. <laughs> I haven't slept for as long as I can live out of water. <laughs> <laughs> 
So oh, let's man. full on get into the fishing part of it. I know we've already talked about motors and, and live wells and stuff like like just boats. We've already talked about the boat part, right? Like fishing yep. boats and stuff like that. And now I want to talk about the like the razor sharpness of them, right? The the abundance of them. Is yes. it because <laughs> they'll cut up your fucking feet. That's all there is yeah. to it. It it based the, the articles, everything I read, it was like, oh yeah, it'll cut up your feet. So yep. isn't that gonna fuck up your fishing line too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. do they get? Is it bad? Can it be bad? Yeah, you definitely have to have some abrasive stuff. Like, if you're jigging or you're bouncing something on the bottoms, like if it goes down on the rocks, you know, normally. Mm-hmm. you're only worrying about like your jig getting pinched between some rocks or whatever. But when you got the zebra muscles on it, it's just sharp. So you have to have some like good abrasive, you know, fluorocarbon or whatever on there. And yeah, probably some leader material. Cause you can buy leader material. That's more abrasive than the regular line, but it's more expensive. Like you would never put a whole spool of the leader material on. Cause you're talking, you know, probably like, 20 bucks for like 50 yards Mm. where normally you'd be putting, you know, good line is like $20 or so for like Mm -hmm. 150 to 200 yards. Right. Right. So you'd be talking like $80 and it'd be crazy. There's no point. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's a lot to spool up a lot of money to be spooling on. Yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely things to think about. Um, I think that's a, probably a decent reason why a lot of people do like drop shot on Malax and stuff too. Oh. Because the part that's down touching all the sharp part, if it cuts it off, it's like not that big of a deal. Like I'm just losing the weight. I'm not losing my hook, you know? If a mm. fish bit, I'm not worried about the part, the line going from the hook to my reel is not okay. compromised. So I'm not nervous about losing a fish that way. Okay. Yeah. So, and if for anybody not aware, a drop shot is just like it's a, if you're going from the bottom up, it's a weight on the bottom. The line goes from the weight to the hook. And then the, the uh, secondary line goes from the hook to your rod. And there's different hooks. You can mm-hmm. tie one knot that does the whole thing, or like VMC has uh, what's called a spin shot. And it's literally got like two line ties, one on the top and one on the bottom of the hook. Ah. And then the hook itself can like free spin. Oh. And I like those because it's nice to just be able to retie, you know, whatever you want. Sure. Sure. And that's why the the drop, the weight, it can get cut because it's its own separate dangly line. And that's what's going to hit the bottom. Well, the other part is that... Even though that's attached to it, it'll just snap the line a third of the way up or whatever. Yeah. The weight will go. The line's going to get cut a third of the way up, and then you just reel up two pieces right. of line, yeah, essentially, exactly. right, without a weight on it now. Yep, yep. And plus, you, like on a lake like that, because the, the zebra muscles, everything's so clear, like leader material helps a lot too because if you're talking, you're using fluorocarbon, leader material fluorocarbons almost invisible to fish whereas if you like using braided line to that fluorocarbon Mm -hmm. braided is not invisible whatsoever (laughs) so it's like if you went you know braided line down to like a swivel 
So to a lot of people do that to minimize line ties, you can tie it straight on if you want, but, or a uh, line twist, I think I said line ties, but okay. if you put like a little swivel and then it goes down to your braided line, it depends on what you're, you know, fishing with. This oh, week I was so using I, a jigging okay. wrap let me, let and the way you pop again. it, it swims and it twists up your line and line twist fucks it up bad. Oh, yeah. But let me ask, let me ask what, what so you're saying the line that comes off your reel yep. is on a swivel, is connected to a swivel. Yes. And then you put leader line on that swivel. Yes. And that leader line is usually heavier duty or thinner. Well, because um, we're talking like about more, zebra mussels clearing up the water. Resistant. Right? Yeah. Say again? More abrasive resistant. That's the oh, big okay. part. That's the big key because... A lot of people will actually use a lighter leader material than their main line. Like if you're using braided mm-hmm. because the diameter is thinner, yeah, okay. you can have way heavier test braided line that's the mm-hmm. same thickness of your fluorocarbon leader. Ah. So you'll have really heavy line on the top, but a lot of people like to use the lighter uh, leader material. Because mm-hmm. then if you do get hung up on something, you're just snapping that leader material and then you only have to retie onto that swivel instead of retying your whole line, you know, like yeah. retying the swivel on and then retying the thing onto the swivel. Like right. if your leader material is lighter than your main line and you get hung up and you break it off, then you literally only have to retie some leader material onto your swivel and a new bait right. onto that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're saying this could be something in this super clear because oh, that's yeah, what for sure. Right. Like these things are there's so many of these goddamn zebra mussels. They're filtering yeah. the water. It basic basically it destroys local biological plant life as well. Yeah. Because they're just sucking all the plankton out of it and that screws up the food web and then you know, you don't get algae like you're used to. You don't you know, right. all that gets messed up. So yeah, the water's way clearer. So when it comes way. to fishing yeah, yeah, definitely. You definitely, like, if you watch any of the pros fish any of those lakes where mm-hmm. they're fishing smallmouth, I think mm-hmm. a lot of those lakes are zebra mussel lakes. I can't, I can't be for certain, sure, okay. but a lot of those deep, clear lakes are, I think a lot of times they are clear because of the zebra mussels, like Malax is one and mm-hmm. some of those other, and you watch the pros out there, a lot of those guys are fishing, it's like a spinning reel and then they'll have the braided line that goes to the leader material mm-hmm. because the there's no stretch with the braid so it like makes it sensitive and you can fish deeper and everything i go straight floral most of the time um just because i use my rods more multi-purpose than the oh, okay. pros do because yeah, they yeah, have you know, sure. like 20 the rods a piece so right. <laughs> i just keep it like full floral right and you know, that's clear. And mono is clear too, but mono stretches. So that's okay. why a lot of times they're using the fluorocarbon. And it's not as abrasive resistant. Like fluorocarbon is a very, um, like if you go and buy the thick leaders for like muskie and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like knowing it's going to be sharp ass teeth that you're dealing with. Right. And that's why you get that. Thicker. You can get steel leaders or they make thick fluorocarbon leaders. So you can get clear fluorocarbon leaders knowing that that 
Muskie's going to have some sharp teeth and he's going to bite your line. Sure. You can still handle it with the floral leaders, but those are heavy as hell. Like those are, (laughs) you wouldn't fish bass for those. Those are legit. Like, like a fiber optic cable. Like if you kink it once it's fucked, it's never coming back to normal. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. That kind of thickness. Right. That's crazy. I guess the little lines are kind of the same way, but yeah, it's a lot harder to kink them because they're so little. Sure. And you, you fish and you're the lake you normally fish. It's it's naturally clear. It's a right? pretty clear lake, yeah. Like you don't. It's think not this clear is... like zebra mussels because it's got like a lot of algae and stuff. In oh, it. it does. Okay. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's still a very clear lake. There's a yeah. But I th- I don't know if like did you do research on what they eat on the yeah. like yeah do they eat algae. Yeah, they eat the the vital the plankton actually. Oh, so the they plank- yeah, they just so they're eat- eating what the minnows eat. Yeah, yeah, and they'll just they'll suck all of that plankton basically out of an area so then it clears up the water so much that the algae won't even grow. Yeah, because there's just, there's no there's no other activity going on. They're the right. bottom of the food chain, right? They're yep. the food web. They just like and then the food web never even develops. They'll just suck it right out of the area so then even the native uh plant life the aquatic plants they just won't even yeah they'll have to there's no way for them to adapt to the ultra clear water right because it's not supposed to be that way so it's totally changing the way they get sunlight and and everything like that and that's why i was like well is that a bad thing for fishing (laughs) kind of like what does that mean for the fishing this the like the way you fish it i mean obviously you went into the ways you fish it quite a bit but like yeah, I mean, it just changes everything to your your approach is different. Sure. You know, if yeah, that is that. causing, if that's not allowing like weed growth and stuff, then you got to know that you can't rely on trying to find weeds. You got to figure out what else they're, you know, a lot of times like fish are, they're in transition areas. Where like okay. it might be yeah. like a rocky bottom goes to weeds and then they're right there, right. you know, it's like in in a lake where everything's super consistent because there's zebra mussels that have screwed up everything. So it's like the whole lake is covered in zebra mussels. So your whole lake is the same thing because Just the zebra clear. mussels have made it that way. <laughs> right. You know, I, I haven't fished lakes that have zebra mussels, like not. Mm-hmm. on my own like will not like yeah. i'm deciding where we go today i've fished Malax before sure. but it was on one of the launches and i don't know if you're familiar with the launch you go out to Malax, they have these big boats where they'll have you know like 30 seats and you literally just pay and it's like uh-huh. a guide that brings you out yeah. but it's like you and a bunch of other people just like oh i want to fish Malax right. today, so you fish almost like a ferry style boat that doesn't drive fast, and they just bring you out. And yeah, I think we talked about those in our walleye episode way back in the day. Probably, yeah, but I think. I yeah, yeah, for sure. You're just—it's like a huge pontoon that you just you dangle a whole bunch of rods off the side in the middle of the night, and the the middle walleye of the day. Come like crazy. They just bam, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. They pick it up, and so with that. You going back to 
even what you were talking about earlier in the podcast is like you're finding walleye, right? Like I wrote it down as a different topic. You're finding walleye. You know yep. how to find them and stuff. Like you know how you have to find them on the lake. Um, do you know, because it said muskies. I know you're a muskie hunter. You've been muskie. You got good muskie stories. It said like these visual predators yeah. are likely to be benefiting actually from the zebra mussels. And you're saying, mm. well, I'm finding the walleye, but maybe the northerns are eating them. You live on a naturally clear lake. Maybe you have sort of situation. I don't remember if walleye see really well, but you kind of get where I'm going. Maybe. I mean, I know I'm not setting you up here with like a and then, but I just wanted to lay out a whole bunch of stuff and see where your mind went. Yeah, I mean, my thought is possibly because they have this limit of northern and they want to make it more of like a trophy northern lake that the northern are getting big enough that that's what the problem is on the lake. That the on your lake, northerns, right? Yeah. Even though it's not a zebra mussel, it's still clear. So, yes. okay. Yeah, okay. so it's still clear. And I think the bigger northerns are maybe just picking off some of like the eater size walleyes. Okay. And I think there might be some big walleyes out there and there's some little walleyes and they're not getting much in between. I think the little walleyes aren't growing to be the pike seem to be a little bit of a problem. I catch way too many pike, and I think the pike might be eating the smaller walleye as they're trying to grow up. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just not making it to that size. So yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the water clarity because the water's always been that clear. And maybe it's just a cycle. You sure. Know, yeah. I, I heard that walleye fishing on this lake was pretty good at once, like once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And I've never had like stellar fishing days. When I think going for a walleye I, specifically. Yeah, I think I got my yeah. limit one time going out there. Yeah. I catch yeah. a lot of fish, just not a lot of eater walleyes. Like I'll catch yeah. some little ones, I've caught some big ones, and then you catch like, you know, a good day is like four or five. Well, the limit was five. So a good day most of the time was like three or four walleye, but yeah. then you'd also catch like 30 bass and two northern and, you know, like yeah, where you're yeah, just yeah, like, for sure. for I was sure. killing them. I just only caught like four of the fish I was trying to catch. Yeah. Well, it makes me so, wonder, like everything you're saying just brings me back to what you've been saying about Malax, And it makes me like, I, I just want to. I wonder if anybody knows the answer. And if you, if you listeners, if you know, if you have a zebra mussel lake and where you're fishing, you know, leave it in the comments and, and let me know. But it makes me wonder because specifically Malax has had a walleye problem lately. And I don't know, but I'm wondering if the clear, if the clear water on a body of water that big has made the northerns and the muskies just so much better now that the zebra mussels have cleared things up that the walleyes are suffering at the hands of the benefit of the pike and the muskies on malax and now the commercial people are up there struggling <laughs> like it kind of yeah. makes you go like oh i don't know i didn't read any of this but yeah this is just us here at the end sort of spitball and fishing talk here well related and the zebra mussels it's a possibility too because i think like the state record in Muskie has been broken a couple of times and it's been on Mille Lacs and it's like, yeah, see the state record Ooh. gets broken. And then there was some native people that were up there that netted 
one that would have been the new state record, but oh yeah, can't. we talked about that in our Muskie episode. Yeah, for sure, I remember yep. that. That's way too familiar. Yep. And then there was another guy like after that that actually went and caught the record. So maybe they are just hammering all these other fish and stuff. So they are out there just chomping up. You know, they're probably eating small northerns too. So it's nothing but the big guys left. The big yeah northerns and muskies eat small northerns. Oh sure, it, they eat their own type. Yeah, yeah. Muskies Animals. grow a lot faster from than northerns do. Yeah. It's like northerns take a, I think it, I heard about it one time. It was like something where like muskies grow from like little to like 40 inches relatively fast. Oh. But then like 40 to like 50, it takes quite a while. For sure. Sure. Where I think northerns are a little bit more like the other way. And I, this could be 100% false. I just heard about this one time. I might be wrong. Sure. But I thought it was like northerns take a little bit to get bigger. But once sure. they're big, like it goes fast because they mm-hmm. have like a ferocious appetite. So oh, right. it takes them a little bit to get growing. And then once they get growing, you know, that they start eating 20 pound fish is eating 10 pound fish. And <laughs> it's like, right. it's like that, uh, like that. Oh, what is that? There's a there's a game Slither, where you're going around and you're just like killing. It's you move around as like a snake, and when you take out the other snakes, then you get bigger, and your whole thing is like you just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Really? And, yeah, oh, I've never heard of this game. That's a fucking cool game. <laughs> it yeah, it's kind of yeah, dude. it is pretty cool. Like you can't, your head can't hit your tail or you die, and. Oh, you're it, just talking about Snake, like the old cell phone game? I think so. Like, where Damn, you just, dude, I just had a great idea you gotta for try a to Battle cut Royale off. that unfolded in my head right there. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't I know. Think Anybody, you can I, make this game. I don't care. It's not my... I'm not going to make it. I think it's but the think same about thing, it. You're right? all the same size Snake, and there's 200 of you on a map, and then as you yeah. eat more, you get bigger, and then eventually at the end, there's just going to be two big fucking snakes having to battle Oh, that's what out. it is. That's what it is, basically. What? Because it's you and you Okay, you I thought you were talking about the one fucking, the cell phone well, game not. Snake, where when you eat a dot, <laughs> your tail gets longer and you can't bump into your oh, own tail. No, no, it's like it's like a battle royale against a bunch of other people. And you're going and your job is to try to cut them off and to get them to run into your body. As oh. long if your head hits their body, they take you out, even if you're massive. Okay. If you're massive and that little one cuts you off and your head hits their body, you okay. disappear into the You're dots. Done. And then it is like the snake. They disappear into dots and then you quick circle back and try to eat up all their dots and that makes you bigger. That so like, game sounds fucking sweet, dude. It is pretty cool. I played quite a bit until eventually you just like get sick of it. Cause You've had enough of it. Sure. Every once in a while it doesn't work perfect either. You know? Sure. I try to turn, fucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like Mario, dude. I, I, I jumped every time. I hit jump every time. Yeah, bitch fell down I the hole on his <laughs> I fast ran. <laughs> I hit the A or whatever. I was fast right. running. Right. You run slow, and all of a sudden I just go boom into the hole. Not cool. I hit the fast run. You know I, I hit the fast run. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, man. 
anyways, we went a little long in the intro, so I'm just going to cut this one off at this so we don't get into the two hour long ish podcast. If this is your first time, we do the first half fishing, fishing news, all this other stuff. You know, we try to go about about an hour or 45 minutes on that one. Then we cut over to the random take, been trying to cut that one down to about a half an hour. You know, we still go along sometimes on the two hours, but there are plenty of episodes. We now officially have a year's worth of podcasts as of last week with the bass episode, Tim, because 52 right. weeks in a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. This is episode 53. So we're officially starting our next chapter as far as numbers go. Welcome we didn't do anything different, too. No. So, you know anyways. What? I was going to say one more thing about the oh, fishing. You know please. what I did find? I found, so I've been using this jig and wrap, playing with this jig and wrap. If okay. you guys aren't on this jig and wrap, go get you a jig and wrap. Like the ice fishing jig and wrap. Hook in the front, hook in the back, treble hook on the bottom, using a number seven jig and wrap. I've been playing with this a lot. Oh my gosh, it's so much more versatile than I thought it was. We can get into that at a different time. But I was out just messing with the depth finder. Not the new one. The new one, I couldn't find a suction cup to put the transducer on my dad's boat. Mm. So that didn't So if you're not familiar with that one, go back to episode 51. Yeah, because I got Tim a new depth about finder. He, he had a big purchase and he's excited yep. about it. We're going to get into it. When still we do our fishing catch up for yet. the year, but yeah, still haven't used it yet, but I will soon. But this last weekend I didn't get a chance to, but I was using his depth finder, which is just a standard like down imaging, and he doesn't have a GPS or nothing. So I'm just kind of driving around and I'm looking and I was like, I saw stuff deeper these other weeks, and I just like I got time. I just want to play around with this. And I'm going around and I'm like, I'm seeing stuff deep, and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is nuts. And I'm driving around, and I saw some more stuff, and I got this jigging wrap, and I'm like, this is perfect. I know there's not weeds this far down. I'm dropping it down. I'm just going to work this fast, and we're going to move it. And all of a sudden, I catch a fish. And I'm like, no way. Like, I got to get this in because I got to know what's down here. And I get it up, and it's a pretty decent-sized crappie, and I caught it in 38 feet of water. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I didn't know. And now, like, it solves so many other mysteries. Like, I'm sure... If there's seasoned fishermen out here, they're just like, no shit. But it's like, I didn't know this about this lake because I've been out here and I've been playing with stuff. But right. 38 feet of water, when this lake, the deepest part, the deepest, there's only one hole that goes that deep, is 60 feet. So we're not that much further off Damn, than dude. like the deepest water in this lake. Right. And... That crappie was out there, and the craziest part was, like, I know crappies suspend sometimes. I caught this thing off the bottom. It was on the bottom in 38 feet of water. What the heck? I dropped that jigging wrap all the way down to the bottom, and I was ripping it up only, like, two feet off the bottom, maybe three feet off the bottom. But I'm ripping it up three feet off the bottom. Wow. And I couldn't, and that's why I didn't know what it was. Yeah, that's why I didn't know what it was. Because when you see crappies a lot, they're kind of like staggered and they're suspending. Yeah, I didn't know it would be on the bottom in 38 feet of water. Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't believe it. And there was a bunch of them. And I don't have like new, nice, fancy technology. So when I ran back to like turn on the live well, like I'm keeping this. 
uh, I lost the spot. Uh, and and because they just kind of move around, so I was trying to find the spot again, and I couldn't get back on them. And right, it was almost supper time too, so I didn't get a chance to like play out there much. It was like mid afternoon, sure, and a lot of boat traffic. So that was yeah. another thing, like yeah. crazy boat traffic. Like it, it's known for like recreational stuff. There was some wakeboard boats making the biggest waves I've ever seen. They were like there was people out there surfing, like behind the boat, like where they were legitimately, you know, like they got the towing rope and then they tossed the rope. It's making big enough waves that they're just surfing. Holy crap. Back yeah. that far that they got a rope. Cause I know huh? wake skating, but that's not what you're talking about. No, it's like the, like the wake wakeboard. Surfing. Yeah. The wake surfing, like the boat makes a big enough wave right oh, behind yeah. the boat. Oh no, I know wake surfing. It. Yeah. That's usually right yeah. off the back of the boat. Anyways. Oh, it, it was. Okay. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, but just massive waves, massive. Yeah. All right. And that's what I got everywhere. And yeah, just anyways, that I had to throw that out there. Like new territory, new ground, catching new stuff. Yeah, I'm sure other stuff. people are just like, oh, yeah, we knew that or whatever. But I didn't. I figured it out. Always learning new stuff. Hell yeah. And that was exciting for me. And then I know now, too, where you're just like, oh, there's only one certain time of night where I can catch crappie on this weed edge. It's because they're out in 38 feet of water. And then when the sun goes down, they come in. (laughs) So now I know like, well, because they're not here. That's why I can't catch them until night. They move in from way out there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was exciting to know. Crazy. Yeah. uh, There's a lot of literature out there for bass and for walleye and stuff. Crappies are not so much. Everything that you read, they're like, oh, they're kind of just out there. You got to find them. And you're like, just got to find them and drop a bobber on top I of them. I guess. And that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. All right. Nice little side. We'll get into that stuff actually when we do our fishing goals and stuff like that. We're going to do a, yes. a catch up before the season ends. Right now, summer's just barely sort of come to an end here. That's what Labor Day weekend is in Minnesota. So there's definitely still time to get out there, make stories. We'll catch up on those later. For now, we are going to jump into the random take where we're just going to talk about upcoming football season because I saw a crazy photo and I'm going to send it to Tim. We're going to react (laughs) and uh, we're going to go with that. I guarantee we get a half an hour out of that because just you'll see why. Whatever. That's 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 the fishing topic. Hit the random take. Foosball. Welcome to the break, friends and family. This is a ad. It is officially an ad for Monster Bass. And that is reallyf.tv slash Monster Bass. That's right. Reallyf.tv slash Monster Bass is an right. URL that you can follow to help out the Reallyf TV podcast. If you go to reallyf.tv slash Monster Bass, that lets Monster Bass know that we from the Reallyf TV podcast sent you. And this is where I pass the ball over to Tim to actually talk about what monster bass is i got the rock all right (laughs) (laughs) so monster bass is a subscription website that is awesome they set you up with a bunch of good gear if you're a new fisherman they're gonna hook you up with a bunch of stuff that you know works because it's curated by a bunch of fishermen Mm -hmm. who knows what who know what catch fish and if you're a seasoned angler they have a lot of cool stuff. I was I'm getting baits that I don't normally like see. There's mm-hmm. baits from different companies and stuff, and some of them are super cool. But just so mm-hmm. you give a little visual here and give you an understanding of what things look like, 
this is what you're getting you order a box it comes with a bag but the bag is dope has like a little it says contents right here you can write on it zipper bag nice clear bag so you can put all your stuff in there and get it all situated mm. and some of the baits like it comes with the terminal tackle too so like uh if you are a new fisherman and you're trying to get things set up don't worry they're gonna hook you up so yeah, in yeah. a bag like here's a couple of different things kvd perfect plastic these are worms that are set up that will work for like a drop shot or just a regular you know you can put it on a texas rig you can just fish a weightless some more worms from x zone like if you're wondering oh are they all brands i've never heard of no x zone striking super popular one well, kvd they, i mean come on yeah right kvd got you know that exactly got mustad worm hooks so they're setting you up with the worm hooks. Monster Bass has some of their own stuff. So these are wide gap worm mm -hmm. hooks that work with those. Nice. Um, you got, they're setting you up with like creature baits. These are like a jig trailer or you can Texas rig these as well. And they set you up with a jig. There's a Monster Bass jig for you that you can put that on. Nice. Or you can put it on like these are... Uh, just says terminal tackle. I don't even know what they will call these ones, but it's like <laughs> it's a it's a tungsten like Ned jig head, but it has like a wide gap hook on it. So these are a little bit unique, but you could fish this with that creature bait. You could fish this with these worms. You could fish pretty much everything you want. Yeah, nice. Setting you up with top water. There's a buzz bait. They got Damn. the bass popper. So we're we're covering all the different things. This is one of Monster Bass's own baits. Nice. Cool colors and stuff. Yeah. Rick Klun, uh, spinnerbait. Rick Klun is a famous fisherman. They hook you up with stickers. And then when I was talking about, you know, like baits that season fishermen, I don't have any stick baits like this that walk the dog. This thing right. sits like this in the water. And when you fish it, Explain it goes that for back the audio and listener. forth. <laughs> it goes yeah, like so, vertical so from sits, the tail. It sits like vertical almost, like up and down. And when you start working it, it does the walk the dog type action. But it yeah. doesn't glide as far. It doesn't move as far. So it kind of stays put and stuff. Nice. So, yeah, man. They, they're covering all zones. And that's just one bag. Like, that's the contents of what you would get in one bag. And all that stuff is going to cost you way more if you buy it individually at a store. So it's a great deal. Plus, they're setting you up with cool stuff. If you're a new fisherman, seasoned fisherman, get you right. some monster bass. Right. They're going to hook you up right. Yeah, for sure. That's really TV slash monster bass. They'll get you over to the monster bass website. But it'll let you know that we sent you from the Real AF TV podcast. And that'll get a little kickback for us. Help us out by going to TV slash monster bass. And, of course, don't forget about Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash RealAFTV. Remember, real like fish and real, where we are set up to have you come over and join the community that is the Real AFTV community, sort of a fisher community, you know, this combo community that we're trying. We think we have a unique perspective on fishing from me being a geeky person, Tim being the fisherman, but also Tim being into video games, me being into video games, like you don't see a lot of that sort of generational representation in fishing, I think. Is that a weird way to put it, Tim? No, I like it. Okay. In diversity. Yeah. We are diverse generational gapping 
fisher geeks <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's what we're building and if you go over to real af tv you realaf.tv you will see the link to the patreon page it'll bring you over there that's the best way to support the real af tv podcast directly and also the real af tv youtube channel of course directly we're trying to do more videos we're doing a lot more videos we got some videos content in the tank and uh there's also the ability to get exclusive patreon created content if you yep. over to patreon.com slash realaftv you will see the different tiers that you can become a patron of yes and you know we will start creating exclusive content we'll say that's right yep so there it is the best way to support the podcast directly is realaf.tv find the patreon link right there on the homepage. click on that Give us a couple bucks a month. Hey, subscribe for one month. Hang out for yep. a minute. Check out what we already got on there and take off. That'd be cool too. But be don't perfect. forget, we're going to keep keeping the podcast free. So don't right. worry about it. Keeping the podcast free, the YouTube. If you could like and subscribe on any of those, that would also help us a great deal. But the Patreon is definitely the best way to go about it. That's right. And we're back to the real af tv podcast show about fishing and random takes from the land of Ten Thousand lakes you are in the random take about football if you're getting this on friday then that that's cool that's cool did you come here just for this part if you did we are mostly a fishing podcast go and check out the other half on the youtube channel but we and if no you want to hear the whole thing in one, either and what but we ain't no football slouches either. Don't be like running away now because you said. That's I'm right. Just... <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did not mean to make it sound like that. You're very, very true. Very true. Uh, so I, I I admittedly, though, am not that that great of a football person. Like I, I, I'm i yeah. more of the geeky person. If this is your first time here, I'm just more of the geeky person doing the sports stuff so much. It's not that Tim you know Slouch. About. Look at his fucking shirt. It's, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, come on. TMNT with the worst graphic of all time. Look at how off-center that is. <laughs> and Drives maybe a little nuts. crooked too, but it's a fucking sweet graphic. So you got to It is a it very happen. nice. I like this shirt, but it is a dumb graphic placement. And also, Josh knows about Tecmo. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's damn right I do. And that's actually <laughs> another topic. That I had written down because Madden just came out. That was a different topic. Oh, but, yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about that one time. We're just going to have some fun here as the football <laughs> season goes on. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> There's sure. a little teaser for you. Subscribe and all that shit and come back and see us. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to do this in real time. I'm sending okay. Tim a photo that has sparked this topic for me. I don't right. know. I kept it broad because I don't know where this conversation is going to go. But I okay. saw this photo. And I snapped it. Okay. And I said, okay, so this is going to be a topic because I have no fucking clue what's going on here. I was at a bowling alley while Tim looks at the photo on his phone. I'm going to explain kind of, I'm going to kind of set it all up. Well, I haven't so, pulled up, but okay. I haven't looked down yet. Am I supposed to look now? Okay. You or? go ahead and you look down. You don't okay. have to say anything, you know, laugh or do whatever. I don't know what you're going to do, but here's the, here's the setup for this. Okay. Yep. So, I'm not a big football person. I fell off here uh, definitely in the last like three to five years. I haven't been doing fantasy anymore. Um, and so it's just been harder to keep up with. Uh, I don't have the NFL network 
as we can see here on NFL Sunday Ticket and DirecTV. I don't have any of that stuff. So yeah. it's it's harder to watch games more consistently. And and I look at this 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 poster. Yeah. And you know, I'm like a 32 ounce beer in. Yeah. And I'm coming out of the bathroom of this bowling alley and they're basically advertising have your fantasy draft here. Yeah. At our restaurant bar bowling alley and I'm like um Yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. But why is there a Super Bowl quarterback and then Dak? <laughs> is that even his name? Yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Thank <laughs> Dak you. Dak Shepard. <laughs> the funny thing is Dak Dak's Shepherd's Shepherd. My bad. <laughs> Dak Shepherd's podcast is called the Armchair Quarterback. Arm Yep. Uh, and these are quarterbacks. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> That's probably why this is all mixed up in my mind. So yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, so there is someone, in my opinion, there is someone who has earned their keep, and then yeah, and then there's Prescott. Well, as far as fantasy <laughs> What's goes, going on here, like when it, when you're talking about fantasy football. You got to put the guys out there that are producing for fantasy football because not everybody that makes it to the Super Bowl is that good of like. I, and for maybe the uninitiated year, or just a self flex, Tim, why don't you yes. why don't you why don't you just refresh me a little bit about your your fantasy football record? So, I you you play, got a legacy league? Yes, Empire League, which Empire. is Empire. Oh, like where if you win two years in a row, the whole league blows up and then okay. you redraft. Oh, okay. but it's but okay. it's basically a dynasty league where you keep all of your starters plus two bench spots. So we only draft five bench spots every year. Plus, there's a taxi squad. We don't draft for the taxi squad, I believe. You just kind of I pick them you, up. Yeah, started. you pick them up, and then you can pick up waiver wires or whatever. And then the taxi squad, there's like three. They have to be first or second year people, and you put them in that taxi squad, and then you can't touch them until you want to. Like you pull them out, and once they are pulled out, they take up a bench spot, and you can never put them back in the taxi squad. So oh. it basically gives you the ability to draft these rookies that you don't know if they're going to do anything. Okay. So you can claim them as your own, but you don't actually have to like waste a a bench spot on somebody who might not do anything, okay. but I blew up the league. I won the last two years in a row. So I'm the champ two years running. And I think it's safe to say that I know a little something about fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. <laughs> Which is why I also snapped this and I was like, okay, so for sure I'm talking to the right guy because I look at this thing and I'm just like, you got your direct TV. You got your Sunday ticket. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That explains I, the guy who's been in the Super Bowl. And then right. it says your fantasy draft and fantasy NFL and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so there's something. Yeah. So, about and, Dak that I don't, that Prescott is just, I don't understand, I think. Well, he's a mobile quarterback too. And okay. The, if you listen to a lot of, you'll, you understand this reference because if you listen to a lot of the fantasy analysts, they refer to a rushing quarterback as having the Konami code because 
rushing quarterbacks basically like break the game because rushing yards are worth so much more than passing yards when it comes to fantasies leagues. Yes. Okay. And especially okay. there's also leagues where passing touchdowns are only worth four points, but rushing touchdowns are worth six because rushing touchdowns are for anybody. Mm. So a mm-hmm. passing touchdown is held in different regards. Like, so sure. you can have Tom Brady throws five touchdowns in a game. Right. And he doesn't score as much as Dak Prescott, who throws two touchdowns, runs in another one, and mm-hmm. runs for like 60 yards. Because those 60 uh-huh. yards, the 60 yards are going to be worth six points because every 10 yards is a point, where passing yards, every 25 yards is a point. So you throw for 100 yards, you only get four points. Uh-huh. You run for 40 yards, that's four points. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the rushing quarterbacks can really make a big difference. So, that's, I think, why Dak is up there because he's been, you know, one of the higher up quarterbacks. Like, and the perfect example is Matthew Stafford, is who won the Super Bowl last year. Super Bowl last year. And even though Mahomes is the one in the photo, I just, I I know I haven't said that yet, but I just wanted to be very clear about, like, I get it because on a on a like super high level. So we'll have to ask get into the Mahomes in a minute. But okay, so yeah. Winner yeah, of so, the Super Bowl last year, Stafford. Yep. Yep. And Stafford won the Super Bowl and I don't think he broke the top five. Really? Yeah. He Just was my backup back three, five years ago whenever I was playing, you know. He's good and he has he does throw for a lot of touchdowns and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he made it that far up because of the rushing quarterbacks and the right, right. the upside that they have and sure. the amount of touchdowns and stuff. I think there's quite a few games where he didn't throw for that many touchdowns because somebody oh. rushed, you know, like if sure. you have a if you have a team that has a running back that rushes it in too a lot, you know, oh. that's not gonna help you out. If you're that, throwing your the ball to him, help you then that'd be you'd want the running back on that team. <laughs> yeah. Right? And there's some there's some like sneaky things that are like some people don't like, but it's like it is what it is. Rules are rules. Like Patrick Mahomes, when he had Tyree Kill, there was a lot of where they had like these kind of like a jet sweep. Tyree Kill would take off from like over in his like lineup where a receiver normally would on the outside. Mm-hmm. And he'll take off running past Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes will be in like a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And right after the ball is snapped, he'll toss it forward like a foot as Tyreek is running past him. No way. And that one foot pass ends up, you know, taking it 60 yards to the house because Tyreek went there. Yep. Mahomes gets credited for a 60-yard touchdown pass, and he threw the ball <laughs> a foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a forward pass, like according to the It was a forward rules, pass, then, so it's like yeah. well, rules are rules. We can't change the rules, right. you know? <laughs> and Mahomes is not, like, doing it for the fantasy league. Like, I mean, it's just a really good yeah. – it's just a good play. It's just they're a good right. team to do that, and it, and it works, yeah. and it throws off the defense. Yeah. and. And Mahomes didn't call that play. That was Andy Reid being like, right, eh, you know, Tyreek Hill or whatever, right, whatever they call the play. Yeah, 
Right. Cheetah. 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 They, they call like him cheetah. the cheetah. 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 I just saw a clip the other day where there's a guy in the stand that looked exactly like Andy Reid. It was uncanny. It was crazy. He had like he knew he looked like Andy Reid, so he's playing it up. He's like chewing gum like him. He had like the Bose headset wearing the exact same coat and everything. He's standing on the sideline, like just leaning over, just staring at everybody. And the, the, the announcers are just like, dude. yeah, the announcers are just like, that's unreal. That's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure when he's walking to the stadium or whatever, everybody stops him. Oh, I'm sure people totally stop. Oh, him. yo, what up, Andy? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they call him Andy. We'll probably call him Coach. Oh shit, Coach! Yeah, let's win it, Coach. <laughs> he probably him. gets every. He probably gets to do a bunch of stuff he shouldn't. Yeah, take photos <laughs> of people and shit on Instagram, or just like skips the line. Guys, I really got to get down back onto the field. Oh, let him through. Let him through. He's got to get a hot dog. You know, <laughs> you know, Coach Reed's got to get his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you already do that. He comes you up every time. Get- <laughs> Three minutes of the end of the second half. You know that. <laughs> I'm not chewing gum all day. That's gum. Or that's that's hot dog. I screw that up. I'm not chewing gum. That's gum. <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier yeah. that way, maybe. Coach Reed could say some stuff like that, and the the, the Kansas City fans would just be like, "No, nah, he keeps you on his toes. <laughs> he keeps <laughs> he keeps all of us. He he gets it. He I'm just gets he it." Maybe he thought he was gonna say hot dog, calls an audible, tells us it's not gum, it's gum. <laughs> Dude's a genius. <laughs> I don't know why they talk like that. They're from Kansas City. <laughs> this guy. I don't know how they talk to Kansas City either. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of East Coasty, I think. I, I don't know. I think it might be almost like a little bit more southern because it's like on I think the it's just border. A it's like Kansas City and Missouri. Yeah, I think it's just a slower version of our accent. Oh, so that be. means that except for slower version, like we are, we drag out our bag. We drag oh, out. Oh yeah, you know, ham. they got the O's a little bit, but just a, but they like almost like a southern draw on a Minnesota accent. Yeah, except for Everybody they don't they don't drag did. out those vowels so long because they're already dragging. Oh yeah, because they're going slow. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. You guys gotta get out the way for Coach Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, no, I just also um doing a guillotine league or guillotine league as spelled guillotine. It said guillotine, and that is so I'm doing two fantasy leagues this year, and that guillotine league sounds like it's going to be intense why what does that mean uh, do you just cut so, your heads off or what chop you try not to get chop bro oh, shit so <laughs> so each week there are 18 teams so the draft was a little bit crazy some people no reached for some players i was not ready for and it was like damn got to be on my toes next year because i didn't know i was like okay i can draft this guy here because i'm kind of going off the draft, like looking at the players where they're going and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think maybe I can wait a couple of rounds and I'll get him or maybe even just next round. Yeah. And it's like, after I make this pick, I'm like, oh, it might come back to me, you know, and it's an 18 team league. So between the two picks, I got 18 picks or whatever it factors out to be. Okay. 
I'm like, oh, maybe it'll come back. Like the moment I pick the one player thinking I got a whole nother round to get to that, they're gone. What like, the no, hell? damn shit. I didn't see that coming. I'm like, no, that was like my plan. Right. And then I go to pick it. So like I I think I did okay, but I kind of screwed up that draft. Like I could have done better. But the crazy part is so in that league, you are not really trying to you're not drafting to win per se. You are drafting okay. to not lose because each week. Oh, the lowest scoring team gets chopped. They are done. Week oh, one, somebody's season will be over. Wow. One of the teams is done. So Crazy. like a cooking and, competition, like yeah, a reality TV show. Here, <laughs> here's shit. where here's where it really gets fun, though. Everybody has a fab budget, which is like future. I, I can't remember what fab stands for. It's like a a player acquisition budget. I don't know what F stands for. Oh, okay. Fantasy acquisition budget. I don't know. Sure. Anyways, you have a bunch of money that is fictional to bid on the players to try to get them. That person's team that got chopped, mm-hmm. all their players hit the waiver wire. Oh, shit. So everybody tries gets to bid on these, and then it becomes a game of strategy. Like, sure. do I try to spend a bunch of money to get a couple of good guys right now? Right. Or do I think I can let all those guys pass me by right? and keep not being the lowest score until later on in the season, have all and my fab money, and when they get chopped, because that same person's team. Then, right? But Yeah, but the other thing is, like – Say Dalvin Cook is on the team that gets chopped week one. Okay. Somebody else pays $500 of their fab to get them. Mm-hmm. Five weeks down the road, that team gets the lowest score yep. somehow. Yep. And their Dalvin Cook is back again, available. Right. right. Do I try to get him right away? I don't know. Right. You know, right. so it's a crazy yeah. game of strategy. I've never okay. played in one of these leagues, but I'm super excited because each week is like, you know, when you get into the playoffs in a normal fantasy league, yeah, it's like shit. Winner, I'm out. Right, right. And right. now every single week is like that in the guillotine league. You're like, <laughs> I can't be the lowest scorer. I'm done. Right. So yeah, that shit's crazy, dude. You yeah. better hit me up this season. Like, just when we're getting ready to record, right? Like the week before, or the few days before, we're getting ready to record, and we're kind of doing our quick back and forth. Like, hey, this time, this whatever. Just hit me up and be like, all right, it's time for fantasy update. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because sure. that shit sounds so cool. And it sounds, I mean, unless you get cut week one, <laughs> that would suck shit. Yeah. But I'm hoping not, but there's always a possibility because. Well, that's the crazy thing about it, right? You just never know. Like the players I have, I have some decent players, but it's like for whatever reason, if they just don't put up a lot of stats that week, you know, their team could still win and they just didn't have a stellar week. It's, you know, like a defensive battle, like nobody could get anything going. Yep. And you just happen to have that bad luck week where you're just like, none of my players, like I had no touchdowns this week. I've had that before, you know, Yeah. where like my whole team does well, but for some reason nobody scores any touchdowns. They're just getting catches and yards and that's all because somebody else scores the touchdown. And just by some dumb luck, 
I have all the players that didn't score any touchdowns. And you're just like, shit. You could be fucked. But it yeah. sounds it, like if you make it, if we, if you text me later and you just like send me these uh, fantasy update, fantasy update, it's like okay, cool. If you make it a few weeks, there's gonna they're gonna be stories. There's gonna this guy went for five hundred, this guy went for two hundred. I can't believe you know. Like, oh yeah. There, there's gonna be like a lot of there will be a lot to talk about in that, and it'll be fun to listen to because it's like oh shit, I've never heard of such yeah. a thing before. Yeah, I've never either. heard of this guillotine league or whatever. <laughs> the yeah, and I, playing not to win, but to not to lose. Right. <laughs> and the whole thing was like try to get consistency and stuff too. Like when you're sure, going, and, and there was different weird draft strategy. Like avoid bye weeks, like early bye weeks, because oh. basically they're just like you know in a normal league where if you have a bye week, you're like whatever, I lose that week, but in the guillotine league you don't lose you can't lose (laughs) (laughs) you can't be last place so right 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 (laughs) try to do that oh shit dude and i unintentionally ended up drafting a team that by those regards is pretty darn good i think my my like your buys come later in the year my bye weeks are like earliest is week 10 i think okay nice but i i'm not gonna make it to week 10 with the team i have I'm definitely going to have to be able to pick up some different players. I got some rookies and stuff, which is something that they said not, but because these other people like stretched and grabbed some of these players early, mm-hmm. I was just like, damn it. I didn't see that coming. Like, I don't know who any of these people are either. You know, like oh. I was in, <clears throat> here's Wait, the, you well, mean like the, opponent, I shouldn't say your opponents. Yeah. I shouldn't say, I don't know who any of these people are. <clears throat> I was in my league. And just randomly throughout there, I was like, I'm interested in joining another league if anybody else has any spots. Like, I was just like, I'm open for it if anybody's looking to fill a spot. And then they were just like, are you interested in a high stakes guillotine league? And I was like, not really. Like, guillotine league sounds fun. Not interested in high stakes. Right. And then one of the other guys was like, well, it's 18 teams. We draft two teams why don't we split it? You can have one team. I'll have the other team. Mm, so we're okay. not, we're not buying in two teams. And it's like, Oh, I can do that. I'm not buying two teams. Right. Cause that's just not in the budget. I'm not trying. Yeah, I was going to say when, as soon as it said high stakes, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like but because don't we're fuck around when it comes to, to, no to fantasy like no they really play like i only played ever in a <clears throat> I, I can't even remember if we played for fun or if like the company because it was a lot of people from work it was like did the company sponsor it and they just had they just put up like a small you know a smaller amount in yeah like gift cards and stuff like that i can't remember anymore because it's been so long but the point is that like in those leagues there in that league that I was in when I was just doing it just to fill a spot essentially. And I ended up doing well that there was nobody. It's cause I know how to play games. Um, right. <laughs> there was nobody, there was nobody doing what I was doing. Basically there were maybe one or two other people and there's 10 of us in the room. Everybody yeah. else was doing this one and just going like, okay, this is good. And they want to win. Trust me. They want to win. They're not playing around. 
yeah. because there's they're they're hungry winter type people. That's why they're doing it. But then sure. they were all like, "Oh, in my next league, I gotta go and do this and this." And they're talking about dropping hundreds of dollars on yeah. this next league, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" So a high stakes one. We're talking. We're talking some money. Yeah, this one is 18 teams, and each team is 150. And most of these people are doing two teams a person. Holy shit. So they're talking three bills a person. Just gambling three bills. Yeah. But the payout, I mean, first place, if you make it to the end, is $15.50 for first place. Right. You double your money getting third. And then I can't remember what fourth is. You double your money getting third place, or not fourth, double your money getting third place. Yeah. And it's like 700 bucks for like second. And then first is like 1550. God damn. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy, dude. <laughs> I know. It's like, um, wow. First place gets me another depth finder <laughs> something is definitely going towards something next year baby <laughs> talk about getting that forward facing so trying to get me some spot lock in this bitch yeah that's not even that's oh, we're i don't know i'm about half not quite halfway there <laughs> <laughs> I win this high stakes league and it would get me not quite halfway it would there. Me not, not quite halfway to spot lock. All right. <laughs> and not, not that's to say not spot lock by itself. Cause I don't have any of it. So we're talking, we'd have to get the, the unit <laughs> with the sonar. Right. Right. And if you bought that in a bundle, you're talking like almost three grand two over three grand depending on the size of the graph you get and then to add the spot lock on there oh because of the screens and stuff right and all that yeah yeah because you can get i think you can you can get the mega or like as far as i i just know about the hummingbird prices you can get the hummingbird forward facing starting at like a thousand dollars with just the graph Not talking about that's where it starts at. And that's with the right. seven inch unit. And they go up to fifteen, I believe. That's what I think you said in the yeah. in a couple episodes ago. Anyways, we're getting on we're to, getting on to fishing. We're getting back on to fishing. Now. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go over to episode fifty. We did two hours of iCast coverage. You're gonna catch somewhere in there you're going to catch the spot lock thing that we're talking about yep tim's just getting into specifics and money and you know what one day on the real AFTV podcast that's right real like fish and real we will get into it what do we oh yeah okay here's here's the thing here we go okay this offer is not valid in states outside of the united states no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just a big old just totally part. fucking with everybody <laughs> To have some sort of a promo. <laughs> a little, 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 little bit. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, I'm just kidding, man. You know how this thing works, everybody. You've been on podcasts long enough. You've been on YouTube long enough, I'm sure. That's right. You hear it all the time, but the truth behind it is, is this is how we get noticed is by you following, subscribing, commenting and all of that stuff whether it be over on spotify or itunes or amazon music or especially the youtube channel where we do have fishing videos 
if you so happen to just find us on podcast feeds. We are working on more feeds and other things, but me and Tim have to talk about that online, offline, (laughs) as we work out the details and when to launch and all that fun stuff. But I say that only to say if you stuck through the whole podcast and you caught the Patreon, then you know we are making progress. We are doing things. We are making forward movement with Real AF TV. Um, especially in the video department where we are have already started talking about some things offline here before we started this very podcast. That is the best way to support us. But freebies, like, subscribe, ding the bell. Am I right, Tim? Bingo, that's free. <laughs> like my man Ryan Sickler says, it means nothing to you guys and it means everything to us. So please help us out and do all that good stuff. Also, if anybody was watching and saw my face get a little bit weird, I know I was just kind of jamming out to no music for a while there, but my face got weird because I don't know if it was an internet connection or what, but for a second there, you got synthesized like crazy. You were just like a roll. It was just like, and I was like, what the fuck was that? You were like, fuck yeah, dude. That was dope. I'm just jamming to nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like the computer sees it and he's like, we got no music. What should we do? I don't know. Synthesize Josh's voice for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Computers joining the party. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, dude. That is awesome. All yeah. right. Also, well, what? Uh, oh, I was just going to say, since we were talking about footballs, yeah, yeah, yeah. or football, not footballs, but footballs are also fishes. Big, small mouth. Big old small Are mouth. called footballs because they're big and they're brown and they're shaped like a football. <laughs> so go play dude. some football. Go play some fantasy football. Go catch a football. Go catch a football. Catch a football in the lake. Catch a football in the yard. Football. <laughs> football. <laughs>